everybody. Welcome back to the We Do Podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm Megan. Here we are, back again. It's fall. It's getting cold. It's apple picking time. It's cinnamon, cinnamon latte time. Is that something? Sure. I'm really glad you didn't say pumpkin spice latte, because it's gross. So what have we what have we done this week or recently? Well, let me tell you, I'm pretty excited because I looked on iTunes for this podcast and I saw that we have six five star ratings. Oh wow! But we have no reviews, so I'm pretty pumped about those five star ratings. Thank you, uh, probably a bunch of people that are related to me. If you uh, like the podcast, we would love it if you would write a review. It can be one sentence. It can be 12 paragraphs. It's up to you. But it would really make my day if there was a written review. And I'm pretty pretty excited. I'll write, I'll write one for you if you want to just... Sign your name to it? Like if you a... want to just type what I said. Uh, I listen to this podcast. They have a lot of stuff to say about weddings. I would listen to it again. That's it. <laughs> That's a five-star review in my book. Yeah. I'm rating your review of my review, your oh, review no. of the podcast. This, this is coming out. That's terrible. Uh. <laughs> uh, so we, we have our venue tasting coming up. Yeah. I am uh, really excited about next weekend's tasting, which is not at the venue. Oh, tell, tell the people. Guys, people. So... I cannot eat gluten, which is really unfortunate, and that specifically comes out most in a wedding uh, with the wedding cake, because I can't eat cake, and uh, I'm not going to subject everyone in my wedding to a gluten-free cake. That's just mean, and Luke doesn't really like cake all that much. You're not a big dessert person. I feel like, in general, the uh, wedding cakes don't really get eaten that much. Yeah. I mean, we're just not, like, it, it, on the dessert scale, cake doesn't even make our top ten. So, we've decided that something we do love a lot and would like to have for dessert is cheese. Uh, we love cheese. We talk about cheese all the time. Cheese is probably one of my top five foods ever. And uh, a cheese course seems very luxurious and when, when other, what other time will we have uh, a luxurious party for a bunch of people where we can order full wheels of cheese? Mm-hmm. So... We know someone who went to a wedding that the bride, the... It was two grooms. Two grooms, and they were, they're both cheesemongers, and they had a cheese cake, so a bunch of wheels of cheese teared up. Yeah, and which sounds like literally the best idea ever. So, uh, I have a friend, uh, who is a doula and she, uh, delivered a baby for a cheesemonger in Manhattan. And so she hooked us up. So we're going to go meet this lady, uh, who's going to show us around her cheese shop and we're going to taste a bunch of cheeses and hopefully we'll order some cheese. That'll be fun. I also, will see if it works out, but I think it'd be really nice to, at the end of the night, have a bunch of, uh, French fries. Yes, that would be, I think, a good way to spend our money. Mm -hmm. It's a good use of money. Yeah. End of night stuff is uh, a little more flexible, I guess, because people expect you to have your own bakery and bring your own cake. Yeah. 
Well, I think they're going to have to make the French fries, but... No, right, but I mean, there isn't like a set you... Like, here's two things. Choose a sheet cake or a tear yeah. cake. Yeah, It makes it a lot easier. So, what are we here to talk about? What are we here to talk about? Music? Yeah! Guys, music is really important. End of episode. We did it. Five stars. <laughs> so we decided that we are prioritizing music and that it's important for us to have music that we like, but we are not prioritizing having a DJ because I, I think it's twofold. We're both really controlling about the music and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be right to hire a professional and then tell him every single song he's allowed to play and in what order. Might as well do that ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it It doesn't seem like we're going to save that much money, I think, because renting equipment, uh, you pretty much have to pay as much as you would pay a DJ, I think. But, yeah, like, I, it would just give me aggravation. Like, I don't want to deal with hiring somebody and then... Training them to your specification. Like, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Yeah, I agree. Because I also, sorry DJs, I also feel like uh, every wedding we've gone to, only only like one DJ made the wedding better, and all the rest of them made the wedding worse. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough job, and it's I feel like it's hard to find someone that you mesh with, and... I, it's such an important aspect of the wedding. I can't allow any room for error. And so this is one of those things, like, uh, I'm sure those of you that are music people are saying the same stuff as, like, well, if you're, your designers are really important, you should just let them, you should let them do their work and not be crazy micromanagers and whatever. And that's true. Uh, DJ... The value that they're supposed to bring is that they're doing all the all the picking and all the transitioning in real time. So they're like reading the audience and they can control what's going on using their brain instead of like doing it ahead of time on a list. Um, but uh, I have not really found, I've not, re I've never been to a wedding where that came out, except for, except for one. Yeah. We had one wedding where the DJ was so freaking amazing. He got a standing ovation and he played an encore. People were, people were chanting like encore and one more song and like they turned the, all the lights on and they were like, you guys got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and he was saying... He got on the he got on the mic and he was like, "This is the first time I've gotten an encore at a wedding." Uh, he was really good, but uh, in general, like the amount of uh, effort that we would go through, the sort of standard stuff that we've talked about before, like for a photographer, you gotta look at all their stuff and what's their style and blah blah blah. You have to interview them. I just like. I don't really want to do that for someone where what I'm looking for is their, like, adaptability, and that would 
number one, seems to be very hard to find. And number two would give me anxiety because I already like have a bunch of songs that I want to play. Yeah. I mean, I, Luke is a master playlist creator. And he is often the person who creates the playlist for all of the parties, including ones that we don't go to. Like, you'll get requests from my sisters to, like, make yeah. a playlist for a party that they're doing uh, hundreds of miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which I think is funny. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we'll just get our own stuff. And then uh, we asked a friend of ours to be the MC, so he'll make sure all the equipment is like brought in and hooked up correctly from the rental company and then he'll actually use it like he'll play the lists and he'll be the guy on the on the microphone to announce us when we come in and like announce the uh parent dances and that that all that stuff yeah probably the, announce the toasts all the spoken dj parts yeah and he'll be great at that um so what is your strategy for uh, attacking what is like a wall, like a six hour wall of music? So I think the, the formula is mostly the same. Like you have your cocktail party stuff. You have your, uh, you'll have to think about other times when you're having music. So like in your ceremony, are you going to have music in your, uh, like before, before the ceremony starts, are you going to have people, are you going to have music as uh, the guests arrive and come sit? Um, is that going to be pre-recorded? Is it going to be someone playing, playing live. live? All that kind of stuff. But really the, the sort of reception type stuff is your cocktail hour, your uh, the dinner time. And then uh, the actual, like, party part. Yeah. And you can get really deep and subdivide, which I thought about doing, I may not do, uh, with, like, this is the time when, like, most people are done eating dinner, but there are still some people eating dinner. There's some people that are going to want to dance, but it's, like, that time when you're, you have to, like, convince people. Yeah. So, like, do you want to play specific stuff for that part? You can get really specific with all the different lists, but then you need a person to, like, play each To one manage each of them. It. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I, I'm, my thought process right now is to not do that. And to have, I guess, like, just three long lists for cocktail, dinner, and party and just sort of set them up so you anticipate those different times of the music and all that. Mm-hmm. So, like, for the party, you have the beginning part that I talked about that's a little bit awkward, and then you have the, like, the beginning, uh, the early dancing, the early reception, where it's, like, the, the grandparents are dancing and... You have, like, Motown and all that kind of stuff, all the wedding classics, and then as it gets later uh, and people are leaving, then you can put on... Crazier stuff. Yeah, regular, real party, cut-loose music. That was weird. (laughs) Uh, So Megan found on 
the the wedding subreddit, right? There's somebody who got really analytical about it. Mm-hmm. So he put together a spreadsheet of the songs that he wanted. So what song it was, the genre, and then a column for decade. So, like, was it an 80s song or a 90s song, whatever. And then uh, the... Did I say this? The beats per minute. No, you didn't. Okay, so that's, like, the important one. Because, in general, like, the, the value of a live person is they're mixing music, a live DJ, they're mixing music to, like... To build up and then like crescendo with uh, like really a really popular fast song that everyone's getting into and then it uh, like dips down a little bit more and gets a little slower after that. So there's like uh, peaks and valleys of how fast the music is going and everyone's uh, like how tired everybody's getting, all the emotions you have. Like times to rest. Yeah, you need between. you need resting songs. I find that if you do three or four like really awesome fast paced songs in a row, like I'm just gonna collapse. Uh huh. And then I get really sad because I have to sit down during a song where I really want to dance. So that's the value of a of a real human doing it if they if it's a really good one. <laughs> um. So this person on Reddit made a graph of the beats per minute of all the songs, and so he had them in order and then uh, graphed them over time, basically like simulating the party. And so you want to see that sort of like roller coaster up-down progression. So he put them basically in order. Uh, he ordered them by decade, and then so it just went from the earliest songs he had... Uh, from like the 60s 50s, 70s. 60s, 70s, it would just go through all the decades, and then in each decade band, he had the like beats per minute going up and down, and then he made a little graph. What is that called in Excel? The visualization or whatever? I thought it was just called a graph. Oh, all right. Like a, a, like a pivot chart? I don't know. That's why I asked. Oh. Okay, so you graph it, and then so you can, so like that's, that's how he arranged it without being live, without doing live mixing. I disagree with putting all of the decade songs together. I think that's, that's an easy way to like start. Yeah, I guess. Rhythmically. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily do that in a final version. So, I mean... I, I think I'll start, I'll try that, I'll start there, and then, but it won't be exactly like that. I think that's a good, it's a good stand-in, though, for, like, when you're saying there's all these different uh, sub-occasions or times, and there's, like, the... Early dancing. Early party, the late party, blah, 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 you, that, it kind of solves that. Yeah. Issue because you're arranging everything in one playlist, anticipating all those changes. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, it's easier for everyone if it's in one playlist because if you yeah. have something at in multiple or you have two playlists and you skip from one to the other without finishing the first one, like you're missing those last few songs. 
Right. And they may be the best songs. And then it's less work for the person that's operating it who's, like, not a professional. Nigel. Come on. You know that we're taping, and so now you want attention. It's pawing me. So, do you have any advice? I mean, I haven't been very involved in the music besides just listening to it when you put it on. Uh, advice, like, for people doing their own music? Yeah. I don't know. Well, this has been We Do with Megan and Luke. <laughs> I mean, what, I, it, if you're doing your own, you're picking music, I, I guess, like, uh, it depends on why you're doing it, I guess. Like, if you're doing it to save money, I'm not sure that it works out that way. Unless you can, uh, unless your venue has a PA system where you can get one without renting professional DJ equipment, because that pretty much costs, as far as I understand it, it pretty much costs the same as hiring a DJ. Uh, if you're doing it because you want to just control your own music, then uh, I'm not sure what advice you would need, because it's it would imply that you're pretty adamant about what music you want to play. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people do the, um, like pick your own, uh, in the, in the invitation though, or like on their wedding website, they'll write like, uh, is there a song that you're for your guests? Like, is there a song that gets you on the dance floor or whatever? So that's something you can consider. That's if you don't have, if you don't think you have enough music, that's an easy way. So do you think someone could do this with, like, a Spotify premium subscription? Or do they need, like, to buy all the music and put it together? Uh, if you're... It, de it depends on how, uh, I guess, how fastidious you are, I suppose. Uh, obviously, Spotify doesn't have every song in the world, so if there are certain songs that you want, then that are not on there, then you might not be able to do just Spotify. Uh, Spotify Premium is good because you can download the songs, so, like, I, uh, I guess the other thing about hiring a professional, which I can just, like, list for you, is all the professional, uh, like, the contingency type stuff, so if you're doing your own music, you need to make sure that uh, like what is, what is the sound system that you're using? So like if you're renting equipment, uh, and bringing it to the venue, then like you won't have a DJ in charge of like making sure everything gets set up, making sure that it's, uh, you know, like working all the, no, no, no. All the, like the, you know, that the base is set right. And the, like, the, the 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 faders are all like the volumes are all set right and the that like the power to the there's enough power going to the mixer and you don't want your venue to lose power because you're playing your you plug too your much board, stuff in. Yeah, yeah your board is drawing more power than your venue can supply um so electricity is important uh, then beyond that, your actual lists, like, what are you playing it on? If you're, if you're just plugging your phone into, 
like an auxiliary cord or if you're plugging your phone into a mixing board or whatever, then you probably don't want it to be streaming music because you don't want to be reliant on a cell connection or a Wi-Fi connection. So then you have to be downloading the music. And then so you're downloading all of that music so you have it locally on your device. Well, what happens if your phone, if your like, battery stops working? So you probably want a backup for that. These are all things that if you hire someone, they will take care of for you. But if you're doing it on your own, then you have to consider all that stuff. Yeah, I would say uh, it's really important to make sure that you have your music in multiple places. And like, don't plan on having an internet connection when you need to play it, but have your music or have your playlist accessible on the internet somehow. So if all else fails, like you don't have to, you don't have to send someone to your house six hours away to like pick up a hard drive. Like you should be able to have someone else be able to go on the internet and download all the songs and then you can use their device as a, you know, fifth level backup. Right. Yeah. You're like your back, if your backup can be something that's not as uh, robust and resilient. So it can be like a cloud based something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that's basically like, it's a little bit less reliable, but basically you're using it, meaning something has already gone wrong. Yeah. So you'd need like ease and speed over, uh, if you have like multiple layers of these backups, they none of them have to be like perfect. Yeah. Said the person driving the Titanic. <laughs> but... Like, yeah, if you have, if you have multiple ways where like, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do to, uh, we're going to play music off of this device. If, uh, if this device doesn't work, then we're going to use this other device and that requires internet, but the first one doesn't. Yeah. So. Or the second, like, yeah, the second like, device ha can access all your files and download them, like if you drive to a Starbucks, you know what I mean? Like, let's say your venue is in the middle of nowhere. You don't have Wi-Fi. Like it, you can get the music and download it to that second device. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like most people are not going to do this and like, it's not a good idea if you're like, if you're listening and thinking and like being convinced, then it's probably still not a good idea. Like you kind of have to know you want to do it ahead of time because like, especially power is a lot of work, like to make sure that you know how all of that works, like how your mixing board, how much power your mixing board is going to draw based on what you have plugged into it and all that stuff, which I like don't really know, but I'm uh, going to, learn enough based on the company that we rent from and putting them together with the venue to make sure that they together are fine with it or like that they to get them to talk to each other and make sure that everything's going to be okay yeah because we don't have the person in the middle that can in the moment figure it out we do have one friend that does sound design, so I feel like we can also kind of lean on him and have him sort of consult on the uh, technical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. 
what else does the DJ do? He calls in everybody for the, like, he calls in the wedding party. Um, we've been to weddings where the DJ will, like, get on the dance floor and, like, try to encourage people to dance, which I find very uncomfortable, and I hate it. So we won't have someone doing that, which is good. Yeah. I want as few line dances as possible. I just want one electric slide. That's all I ask. Yeah, that's a balance, too. Like, people really like that, but it's not, like, that's, I guess, like, the difference between throwing a party and, like, going dancing. Yeah. I mean, it also just makes me uncomfortable because these, like, today, most most line dances are, uh, like, songs that originated in, in black clubs that now only white people do. Yeah. And so, like, black people stop doing it because that's, it's not cool anymore, but... So only white people do it. Yeah, that's true. So that makes me uncomfortable also. Stop with appropriation, guys. Like the wobble, is that what you're thinking of? The wobble, the cupid shuffle, the, the that slide, the, the cha-cha slide. All cha-cha slide? Really? Yes. Oh, I hated, I hated the cha-cha slide from day one because I don't like people telling me what to do. Well, yeah, also I just don't like doing them. Yeah. I like it when you're you happen to do a line dance to a song that doesn't have the instructions for how to do the line dance in it. I think that part of part of the utility of them is for people that don't are not comfortable dancing and mm. they're they just want to like follow instructions. That's not my crowd. Those aren't my people. Megan and Luke were awful. I hated this podcast. I love line dances. Submit review. One star. Would not buy again. <laughs> so, I don't know that we got much of anywhere. Do you have any last thoughts? In the end, this is probably really hard, and you should just hire a DJ. But give them a very extensive list. Tell them every single Taylor Swift song, Justin Timberlake song... Uh, early Backstreet Boys song, Mariah Carey. Tell them all the things that you want. Most mostly, you'll probably hire a DJ. But if there's certain aspects of your wedding that you are gonna do on your own, like these are the kind of things you have to think of. Like all the backups. If like you know, there's there's so much that you can prevent and there's like the line of where you can't prevent like if if your whole venue loses power then you're not going to be able to do it at all but like what do i do if the like their wi-fi stops working what do i do if like my phone loses battery what do i do if uh the like the mics stop working that kind of stuff that kind of stuff is like if you you can anticipate those kind of things and have a plan for them. And basically, uh, every aspect as you go through and you plan like here's how I'm going to accomplish this. Uh, imagine like which parts can go wrong and then how you can solve them. Or like if you can't solve them, then you like know ahead of time. Like you know if the power this goes out, if the power goes out in the whole place, like. 
maybe you hopefully you won't freak out as much because you thought ahead like there's nothing i can do in this scenario so i just gotta not be sad (laughs) um yeah i mean or like you know you pre you pre uh you've pre-gamed it out that like at this point there's nothing i can do about it so like you can feel a little less anxious that there's that you're like failing yeah there's a lot of those situations you feel like there has to be something you can do to fix it and sometimes there's not and so if you've already thought about it and you know that there's nothing you can do to fix it it gives you a little bit more zen in the moment so you can apply that to other stuff non-music stuff like whichever thing like rain if there's a thing that you're deciding that you're going to do on your own then like these are the kind of nuts and bolts that you can plan for it also is just helpful for like thinking about the day like in a larger context and being like there are certain things that i can control and then there are certain things that i can't control and i can have plan b's and sometimes those plan b's are going to fail and i've thought about it and like if it rains and I didn't have the money or wanted wanted to uh, have a rain option, a tent or something, or an indoor space, like, they're just, my guests are just going to be in the rain. I'm going to be in the rain. We're all going to have umbrellas or whatever, you know? Like you just figure it out. Yeah, the saddest thing is to, like... Never have thought about it. No, to be sad. Yeah. Like, anything that, basically, like, it's kind of a existential thing of, like, if if your wedding is, like, quote-unquote supposed to be the, like, happiest day of your life, which I add parenthetically, it shouldn't be, uh, then shouldn't everything that happens be, like, the great story of your weird wedding? Like, yeah. If it pours on your wedding, like then just, like, accept that your your wedding was rainy. Yeah. I guess. I mean, unless you have a billion dollars and you can just, like, fly to a new location or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, or, like, seed the clouds and make them rain the day before. I have a real problem with people talking about, like, how it's supposed to be the happiest day. Uh, because it doesn't leave space for any other non-happy emotions, which, as a human, you just have. Whether or not they're contextual or they're based on the situation or they are about the wedding and marriage and, like, there are a lot of other feelings beyond happiness that one could have on one's wedding day. And it's very um, detrimental to feel like those other feelings are wrong. You know? Yep. Like, I'm going to be anxious on my wedding day because I'm an anxious person and that's okay. And I'm probably going to be a whole host of other emotions that I'm not sure about yet. Uh, I, I feel like it implies that before you get married, it is not possible to be happy. And after you get married, it is also not possible to be happy. So if this is only, your one shot at happiness. Right? Like, if this is supposed to be the happiest day of your life, then, like, what is the point of living? I mean, really, like... It's very nihilistic, but like, I what's agree. The point, what's the point? Like, if you if you can't aspire to having days that are as good, then after... Like, isn't that, isn't that kind of implying after you get married, you should kill yourself? Ooh. 
Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so, knock it off, wedding industry. Okay, cool. Well, uh, this has been a weird episode. I don't know if I helped you. Probably not. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll post our playlist at some point. Get some feedback. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be done until, like... The, the day, day before. before. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're currently working on them, so... I've had uh, I've had many a nice car ride where we listen to the late dancing portion. We would really love if you could rate and review us, uh, even if it's a bad rate or a bad review. That's helpful feedback. It's a constructive criticism. So yeah, if you put something in there, we'll talk about it. We'll respond to it. Yeah. So uh, please do so on iTunes because that's how most people find us. Uh, you can listen to us on lots of different places that are not iTunes if you, uh, are anti-Apple. So just look us up on your favorite podcast app. Uh, you can also email us at wedopodcast at gmail.com. So again, if you have constructive criticism and you don't want to like put us on blast, that's cool too. Just send us an email. We'll read it and probably respond. You can tell us that you're a great DJ and how you're how you do stuff that's better than average DJs. You can tell us the line dances are the best. We're here for we'll, this dialogue. We'll talk, we'll talk about it on the next one. No, like, you know, no, like, internet-y stuff. Yeah, don't troll us. I'm not saying we'll respond to anything, but you get it. I think they get it. All right, bye.